You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, let's get back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the program. Normally Friday is History Day, but we need to talk about the Mac, the vaccine mandate, <laughs> the vaccine mandate that Biden announced yesterday. I'm going to tell you what it is, and then tell you my opinion on it. So stay tuned right after these messages. Warning. This show is for adults by semi-adults, so the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. Our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. If you struggle to understand politics, we explain it from an independent libertarian point of view. With all of the irreverence it deserves, we toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, Chris Spangle, a 15-year veteran of politics and media. Welcome to the program. My name is Chris Spangle. It is great to have you with me. I want to thank everyone who makes this program possible from our listeners uh, and to our Wall Plus members, which you can join over at patreon.com slash we are libertarians or joinwallplus.com. Thank you especially to our $100 a month members, John Pusillo, Casey Feldposh, Lars Nordskog, Jake Edel, Matthew Durbin, Reinhold, Christy Avery, and last but definitely not least, Jason Doolittle. Uh, we normally do history here on Fridays, and I have been working on a series on Islamic terrorism that I'm going to... <laughs> The day before 9-11, the 20th anniversary, September 10th, you think would be the perfect day to do my episode on who is Osama bin Laden and why did he attack, uh, attack America. Uh, but Joe Biden takes precedent with his new vaccine mandate. He announced yesterday a six-part plan uh, to touch basically on nearly every aspect of society, as the New York Times puts it. So let's dive in. Uh, your Facebook friends have a lot of opinions. This is fascism. This is tyranny. This is a great step in the right direction, blah, 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 and uh, you probably have no idea what that is. And I apologize if you hear Shrek in the background. My associate producer is uh, currently eating some cinnamon rolls and enjoying her life. So <clears throat> now, uh, so what, what does this actually say? What did he actually announce? The biggest uh, piece of this that everyone is reacting to is the new vaccination requirements on businesses with more than 100 
employees. So it's an emergency rule through the Labor Department, and it's going to affect around 80 million different people. Uh, He also included an executive order requiring all federal contractors and executive branch employees to be vaccinated with no exception to test out of the requirement. And that does include the post office. The Washington Post made an error and said that it didn't include the 600,000 employees of the post office, but it does. Uh, He's also going to extend the vaccination requirement to healthcare workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid in nursing homes and medical facilities, including hospitals and at-home care. Uh, And he said the time for waiting is over. Daddy's very upset with all of you, so he's going to tell you what to do. Um, The the other part of this is he's easing access to booster shots. Uh, And I just have to ask you... uh, the, the the federal mandate, is that going to include just the first two shots or the one shot with Johnson & Johnson, or is that going to include booster shots every six months? Are you going to, is your employer and everyone else going to be required by OSHA to force you to get a booster shot every six months? How many other vaccines or how many other things? Uh, yeah, I'll get into analysis in a minute, but just something to think about here. Um, the administration bought the booster shots necessary to give Americans a third shot. And the federal government was ready to administer them as soon as they are authorized. Um, uh, One thing about this is that third world countries are begging for these for these vaccines. Uh, And I don't know why we can't start sending those vaccines to places that I I absolutely there's a lot of uh, left leaning groups protesting at the U.N. right now about um, opening up first world vaccines to third world countries that haven't had their first shots, let alone their booster shots. And I definitely think that that is something that should be done. Um, I know a lot of people are like, no, I want my third shot. I want my booster shot. I don't care what happens in, you know, Colombia or El Salvador, but Hey, it is what it is. So the other part of it is keeping schools free of the virus He announced a string of measures intended to keep the coronavirus from spreading in schools to people under 12, especially who are not yet eligible for the vaccine. Um, He urged that they ensure children's ages 12 and older are vaccinated for states. He urged mandating school staff and teachers to be inoculated. Now, that's not new. I mean, if you have a kid that goes to school when they're five, they get their vaccines when they're born. They have there's, you know, most kids have like a schedule that they hit by two or three and then and then and before you go to college you get your vaccines uh so that's not really new it's the hundred employees up (laughs) that's a new expansion of power in the executive branch um so he said uh let's see here 90 percent of school staff and teachers are vaccinated they're working on a vaccine for kids under 12 and i will say that if you think that things are bad now wait until we get to the point that the the vaccine is approved for 12 and under. I just don't think that a lot of parents think the mask mandate fights that are happening at school around the country. Wait until that goes into effect. We are not at the apex of, uh, of division on this, in my opinion. Now, increasing testing and masking. Uh, he's uh, worked with retailers, including Amazon and Walmart, to lower the cost of at-home rapid tests. And I will tell you, I have taken, uh, my fiance and I have taken several of these. Um she came back from a conference. We took one. We don't know if it's allergies or COVID. We took one. I had meetings uh, the day before. I took an at-home test. And every time I take one, I just think, uh, 
how many lives would we have saved had we gotten this done faster at the very beginning? Because it's a relief to know that you can go to, you know, you got a little bit of a headache. It's not COVID, it's allergies, and you're you're not going to spread the disease around. I love the at-home tests. I encourage everybody to get some. Make sure you take them. Uh, it's, it's a great way to prevent the spread of this disease. Um, and so he is dedicating $2 billion to buy about 300 million rapid tests for community health centers, food banks, and schools. Uh, so everybody has access to free and convenient tests. I think I paid like 35 for two. Um, so they're not cheap. It, you know, the, the, they're not terribly expensive. But if you're going to uh, buy several, then I guess it can be. Um, he said the TSA would double fines on travelers who refuse to wear masks. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay, Mr. Biden says. All right. Aiding the the economic recovery, the president said he would expand the loan programs run by the Small Business Administration that allow small businesses, business owners to borrow money at low interest rates in order to hire and retain workers, um, buy inventory or pay down debt as the covid crisis continues. Um, The economy is now averaging 700,000 new jobs a month. Uh, So. Let's see here. Improving response and treatment to the virus. The president also outlined measures to address the increasing number of infections and hospitalizations and bolstering support of overburdened hospitals and new method of treatment. The treatments they like. (laughs) So they are going to deploy response teams to help hospitals uh, and increasing shipments of monoclonal antibodies and uh, other treatments. Um, now let's let's look at this. Uh, how, how can he do this? So here's the thing: this is going to be and has already been challenged by many Republican governors across the country. The idea that that Joe Biden can expand his powers to regulate what the government can do uh, regarding OSHA. So there there are rules in the past that OSHA has said that it has the authority to do this. Uh, you have. Uh, you know, Supreme Court rulings in the past that that are for mandatory vaccines. So there is legal precedent across the board for something like this. But times change. Supreme Courts change. Who knows what can happen in the courts at this point? So the way that Joe Biden plans to force businesses with over 100 employee, 100 workers to require vaccinations against the coronavirus um they are going to do it through OSHA, the Department of Labor and its Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Uh, now, let me tell you about OSHA because I used to do construction cleanup and they're big on construction sites. And there were days that I would just lose a day's worth of income because uh, they want to inspect our chemicals and we like didn't have the fact sheet on Dawn dish soap. Uh, so they shut down my company's ability to work on a construction site because we didn't have the proper documentation and safety labels for Dawn dish soap. Uh, so it's a very um, burdensome organization. It is uh, very – think of like your local code enforcement and you want to build a deck and you're, you want to use two-by-fours, but the local code says you can only use two-by-sixes or something, right? It, it is it's silly requirements like that, and it's very arbitrary, and it depends on who you get, and it depends on if they're willing to do their job, if they're a 
jerk or not. Um, and so you 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 have an agency that also just doesn't have a lot of. I mean, how many OSHA people are there? Are they really going to be able to call on thousands of businesses to mandate this? Uh, so I don't know how effective they can be, but I really, at the end of the day, don't think that it is about whether or not they can enforce it. It is about people's compliance and their perceived compliance. And so if you remember back to, so if you remember back to when Trump instituted the lockdowns, and that's right, I said it, he did institute the lockdowns. There was a day, I, we all got the card in the mail that said Trump's COVID relief or COVID response plan. Uh, he had a, a big conference and Fauci was next to him and they said, we're shutting down the economy. And that gave the, the, the CDC guidelines, Trump CDC guidelines is what the, the postcard was. I still have it because people want to pretend that, co you know, Trump was some anti-lockdown warrior when it was his idea. It was his administration. It was his CDC director that instituted this because at the end of the day, all Republicans and Democrats are really no different. Um, and, so the, the CDC guidelines at, at that point in April were then the cover that Republican governors and Democratic governors and businesses needed to do to institute lockdowns and shutdowns and to send everybody home. So think back to when the government, uh, you know, a couple months ago announced that unvaccinated people needed to wear a mask, but vaccinated people didn't need to. Sort of silly, because at the time it was clear that vaccinated people could spread it around but you know people who just watch cnn didn't know that uh and the point of wearing the mask is to reduce the amount of droplet spread so for instance you'll see some charts for instance in schools where where the teacher uh is talking and the front row of students kind of she had covid or and, and the students in the front rows kind of increasingly lessened the further away they were from them, you know, because COVID spreads through droplets. You've probably all seen the little meme with uh, Petri dishes of a cough and a sneeze and all that stuff and how much more, you know. So anyways, that's the point of masks, right? It's to reduce the droplets. It's not to protect you from getting uh, the, the N95s have some limited effectiveness in preventing you from getting, uh, you know, the virus in, but it's it's not sure proof like the point of the mask is basically to reduce the droplets so it never made sense that the cdc would say to reduce the spread of delta we need unvaccinated people to wear masks it basically was a scarlet letter to happen to me you walk into your employer and somebody goes wait you're not vaccinated and it's like a shame mechanism to get people vaccinated right um, it wasn't about actually stopping the the spread. It was treating unvaccinated people differently than the vaccinated. Uh, yes, unvaccinated people do spread and incubate at a higher rate than vaccinated people, but the majority of people are vaccinated. And so if you're really trying to reduce it, put everybody in a mask or don't put everybody in a mask. It was still a silly and arbitrary rule, but employers across the board just adopted it. Because at the end of the day, it's about liability. They're just going to follow whatever the CDC says because, or what the FDA says because they have outsourced that appeal to authority. And so Joe Biden knows that governors are going to fight this, that it's going to be wind up in the Supreme Court, and, and it'll take months. But at the end of the day, he can threaten with the idea of being 
uh, punished by OSHA for this. And employers will just kind of comply because they've outsourced that to that appeal of authority. So it's it's really, uh, even if it is struck down, even if it isn't upheld, it's about PR at the end of the day. It is about the idea of the president says this and you should do it and who are we to question it. Uh, so, the, you know, the Department of Labor and OSHA have some rules in place. Um, so one lawyer, according to the New York Times, Steve Bell, a partner at the law firm Dor- Dorsey and Whitney, specialized in labor and employment. Uh, I think the Department of Labor probably is in good stead to be able to justify its mandate for health and safety reasons for workers. They've got a pretty broad, solid basis for saying we're here to protect workers and this is part of our purview. And we think that is something that will Im- will protect employees. So they're doing it on the basis of this is what's best for the employees that keeps the workplace safe. And so therefore we need to do it. And I'm not going to quibble with that. I think if you look at the rates, just look at the rates of deaths. If you look at the rates of, you know, the, the cases have gone up as people have gone back to work as the, as schools have reopened, as people have gone out, the cases have gone out, but deaths have gone down. Uh, the amount of people who are in hospitals are mostly unvaccinated. I think it's 97% at one local hospital. Um, uh, so there's no doubt that getting vaccinated protects you and your person and prepares your body to fight the, the virus. But I'm a podcaster, and here's what I will say about the vaccine. You need to talk to your doctor. What's right for you is right for you, and you should not listen to podcasters for medical advice. So, uh, you know, my my problem with mandates is that it's one size fits all. Uh, Even if getting the vaccine is right action, smart for you and yourself, there are lots of people with complicated blood diseases or other health concerns that prevents them from that, that puts them at serious risk of getting the vaccination as well as COVID. Right. Um, and so one size fits all rules like this. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, let's say it's one thing, you know, you'll see these, I, I hear, well, it's one thing if you have the disease, but if you're a conscientious objector and this is politics, then who cares about you? Right. Uh, so let's take that, that argument you're still going to force the person who is not getting vaccinated because of a complicated health issue and their doctor doesn't want them to get it. You're going to force them to get it because, or else they can't live in a polite society, so to speak. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, that's the problem with bureaucratic rules is that it's cold and heartless and not adaptable to people's plans. I mean, health, you know, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, employers, like Chick-fil-A, for instance, called up IU Health and said, hey, can you come help us craft a plan to keep our employees safe and to keep our guests safe? And they set up a whole system and, uh, you know, and, and have done that since for, for the 18 months or whatever it's been. Um, employers should do that. They're, you know, find craft rules for you and your folks to keep you safe like the idea that we need the government and osha to protect us uh from ourselves is silly when every single business owner i talk to their first and foremost question over the last 18 months is how can i keep my people and my customers safe 
Like, do you do you at your work and your employees? I mean, there, I'm sure there are outliers where there are like, well, my boss just doesn't care, and it's I work for Dave Ramsey, and he's having big parties in the middle of spikes and blah 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 blah, right? But in general, 99% of the employers I talk to, they want to keep their people safe. Do we really need OSHA to enforce that? And can they do that effectively? And can they do that with flexibility that keeps their employees safe? Because what if there is one employee, you have 30 employees, 29 of them are vaccinated, and the one has a health issue, right? Or you have over, let's say you have 1,000 employees, 998 of them are vaccinated, and you've got two. Is OSHA really going to come and punish that company because those two people, it's not safe for them to get the vaccine? None of that is clear. None of that will be clear. It will be completely arbitrary based on what OSHA agent shows up to that business, if they show up to that business. Uh, and then it's going to cost a protracted legal battle between the company and OSHA to fight for the health and safety of those two people. Uh, so it, it's the sentiments may be right in wanting to help protect people, but the execution never is. And then we get to the moral question of if they have the authority to do that. They don't. The government has no moral authority to tell you what you can do with your body. Okay? You are in charge of yourself. Libertarians believe in self-government. They believe in self-ownership. And bodily autonomy is incredibly important. And so when the government comes in and says, you, you are forced to do something, it's, it's an immoral position. Because, again... It's inflexible, cold, and they just don't have that authority. I can't put a gun to your head and tell you that you have to do what I want you to do. I don't have that ability. It would be a, it would be a crime. So why does the morality change when we have 51% of us have decided that you have to do what we say or we're going to put a gun to your head or that your business has to do something because we, we've just collectively voted in the – the morality doesn't change with a vote or with a majority. Uh, a person has a right to live based on their own conscience. And I completely understand people who say this, whether or not you get the vaccine affects me and my family and my freedom to live and my health. I I'm, I'm perfectly understanding of that. Um, and I don't have an answer for you because freedom is messy. And that's the, that's the problem. Uh, I, I, I do know one thing is that if you build the mechanism now to force people to do these things, uh, then you're going to get Ron DeSantis as president and he's going to mandate that companies over 100 people will outlaw critical race theory because of some bullshit reason that it's harmful to the employees, right? Like they, they and that'll get struck down and it'll cost those businesses a bunch of money. Like it's, it's all arbitrary, um, and that's it, it, the idea and the big announcement looks right. But in the application and the morality, it, it, it all falls apart and it becomes a complete waste of time. Um, so how are how are uh, some groups reacting to it? The U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the business lobby says we will it will work to ensure that employers have the resources, guidance and flexibility necessary to ensure the safety of their employees and customers and comply with public health requirements. 
Like I said, they're just going to comply with whatever the government says. Uh, the business roundtable says it welcomes these actions. The Culinary Workers Unions Union, which represents 5,700 workers, says stricter vaccine mandates were the only way we see a full recover, recovery possible. Uh, many uh, businesses, as Joe Boy- Biden pointed out, like Fox News, has mandated vaccine testing Um vaccine mandates uh i I should also and this gets left out of a lot of this biden's rulings are for vaccine mandates and weekly testing uh which i do think is an important carve out uh especially for those who have complicated issues they can get a test as opposed to being forced to vaccinate so that carve out i do think is an important thing to add to this um it's I don't like that the government thinks that it has the authority to do this, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, you you know whether or not the Supreme Court has ruled on these things, whether or not OSHA has the ability to do these things, at the end of the day, should a 1971 ruling is that right, or do we want to revisit that, right? But we people who who believe that this is the right action will always kind of say, well, th- this was done in the past. Previous generations decided on it, so here we are. So, to summarize, does Joe Biden have the authority, based on Section 6C of the Occupational Safety and Health Act? Probably. Will it go through the courts and be fought over? Absolutely. Will the Nixon administration rulings and laws, you know, be upheld? Maybe. But do they have the moral authority to really control uh, millions of businesses, hundreds of thousands of businesses. I, I don't know what that number is. Not in my opinion. Just because there is precedent, does it mean that they should have the authority? No. Is this question related to whether or not you should get vaccinated? No. It has nothing to do with it. It is a it is a an expansion of power. And if you have learned nothing from the 9-11 war on terror era, times of emergency are used to grab power for the government. And if you don't believe me, ask yourself if you're still taking your shoes off at the airport. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Chris Spangle Show. We will be back next week talking about 9-11, and we thank you so much for being here, and we look forward to speaking with you more. And uh, by the way, if you've been enjoying Liberty Explained and you have questions, I'd love to have your questions sent to editor at wearelibertarians.com and we will consider that for future episodes. Uh, Same with podcasting and platforms. That is chris at podcastingandplatforms.com. You know, or, you know, you can always hit me up at chris at chrisspangle.com. I have more emails than I have websites, I swear to God, and podcasts. So, uh, please be in touch. Love to hear from you. And if you got something out of this, please share. Please go rate and review. Uh, for my birthday yesterday, the Mises Caucus uh, decided to uh, have fun with me. And uh, those one-star reviews are the ones that stick up at the top, and it really does hurt the show. So I'd love for you to go rate and review the show in iTunes specifically because it really does help. And people really do read the reviews to see if they're going to put you in their top seven or ten. So uh, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. And if you got something out of this, please go rate and review and share this episode.